Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft Podcast, where fantasy champions are made. Welcome back to the Conquer Your Draft Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Josh, and with me as always is Mike. How you doing, Mike? I was doing fantastic till about two minutes ago. Yeah, till uh, we got some breaking news. Yeah, when we got that breaking news, the the Cam Akers trade, that ruined my mood. Because I, I'm 2-0 in our house league. I beat you this week in a last-second excellent drive by Carolina to score some points. And I was feeling well, let, great. Let, let's pump the brakes there. What? Nick Chubb is the reason that you won. Well, well <laughs> he Ch- was Chubb, Chubb, Chubb's done for the year, and that really affects you. And for some reason, I don't know what happened, but your other running back there, Sanders, just wasn't playing in the last couple drives for the Panthers. I don't know why. He just was never on the field. They had Chew, uh, Chew Hubbard it, out there. It seems like they're using Hubbard more as like the two minute offense, the the, yeah. uh, the quick quick offensive one because I think he does more of the pass catching. Um, so yeah, that that sucked too. Um, and and then, then yeah, you know you won by yeah failed you. <laughs> well, yeah, my defense was playing against one of my running backs too, so that's never a great situation. Um, I was surprised you did that. Yeah, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, that's a weird decision like that's that's not usually what you would do no that was just a a wrong choice obviously I should have played Brian Robinson over Sanders because then it would have been a very different matchup between you and I Mm -hmm. um and then yeah I lost by exactly half a point thanks to uh thanks to a last minute Carolina touchdown and Nick Chubb's season ending injury so Mm -hmm. we're on to Cincinnati yeah, well, and so I was feeling great, but now that Cam Akers has been moved to the Vikings of all places, I have Alexander Matheson, who didn't have a great second week, but was fine in week one. That really makes me go, okay, now I've got to relook at my running back situation. So I'm going to have to try to make a trade out there. But that that alone has been it's been tough sledding to get a to get a trade done. Yeah, a lot of a lot of trade hesitancy. I uh, I had to do some some fire selling to get a, a, a replacement for Nick Chubb because um, he was my only consistent running back so far. Um, but yeah, it's, it is tough sledding out there. Tough, tough to get trades out there. Yeah. I mean, you did get it done. You got two, you got two deals done. One was a real nice fantasy football, like an actual football trade that no one can complain about. And one fleece where you're back to your own, uh, no good behavior. So you know, you're one for one, and there you go. The trades, those trades are done. I've got to get on the horn this week and continue to contact people. I've got about, as, as of this recording, I've got about three offers out there uh, that, for trades, which some of them I believe are absolutely reasonable. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I was firing a lot of reasonable trades out there and not having a lot of headway either. So No, you weren't. No, you weren't. <laughs> I was. No, you I weren't. Was. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I, 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 don't believe, I do not believe you. I don't like uh-huh. you are not capable of reasonable trades up until that one trade you made that I was telling you of the two that I'm like, yeah, this is this is fine. Like both sides are getting something out of it. You don't like that was a shocker. That was the first reasonable trade I've ever seen out of you. You're, you're the type of guy who's like, OK, Cortland Sutton. I'm going to trade you Courtland Sutton, Sutton, and you you give me Patrick Mahomes. Like that's your idea of reasonable. <laughs> you, you're just like Courtland Sutton, great, great receiver, best receiver on the Broncos. Okay, 
that statement's true. He's terrible, but best received on the Broncos. But yeah, of course, he's he's part of all your your best packages. I can assure you there were some legitimate offers out there. Some three-to-ones mm-hmm. with some big pieces because I needed a top-quality running back. Yeah, but a three-for-one, a three-for-one is not good unless the three pieces are good. Like, was one of the three pieces Cortland Sutton? No. No. I there was a wide receiver. You traded, you traded Cortland Sutton and some other person. I don't have it in front of me, but some, someone else who doesn't matter for Brees Hall. That's not... Yeah. That's not, uh, that's not a fair trade. It's, as long it's, as Brees Hall not. goes back to week one, it's not. If Brees Hall yes, sticks closer yes, to week two, the, then hey. That, of course, is the risk that you take with yeah. a player getting hurt, etc. Running backs are going down like flies. But Cortland Sutton is not a good fantasy player because he's on an offense that any day now is going to absolutely implode, just like the Falcons who I don't know how they're they're two and zero, but that though these teams are going to implode. They're <laughs> they're not. They're playing a little bit better than they are. Like Chicago's a mess, <laughs> so yeah. it's just you know any player on those certain teams, I I personally would stay away from. Like Chicago's an absolute nightmare. I really think both Arizona and uh, and Denver are going to come down to earth a bit, um, and then Atlanta. I mean, I can't explain that, but like. If you were to be like, okay, Drake London in a trade, that's not a good deal. I mean, you traded away Kyle Pitts. That I was super surprised. Like your best friend, Kyle Pitts, you finally decided to get rid of him. But I don't blame you because he's done nothing in, in an offense that I still think is performing a little bit above what they are. Yeah, they're they're definitely leaning into the running game more than the passing game, um, which has obviously hurt Kyle Pitts and... Uh... I probably would have kept Kyle Pitts if I hadn't lost Chubb because um, I would have been more willing to take on that risk, but I needed to offload and try to get some stability back into my lineup. So, I mean, I, I have I mean, Sam LaPorta. I'm happy You're acting with it. like you gave up something. Okay. Now, maybe we were just talking before we started that maybe Kyle Pitts will finally have a breakout week. It's a good matchup for him. Like, maybe he'll do it. But I just don't believe it. Like, I actually believe that that the Falcons are just not a good passing team right now. That it's just not going to happen. And you're acting like you had to give up something. Like, in that deal, Kyle Pitts is not what you had to give up. That was, I don't know, the, like, value of him in that deal. But it's not a player that I would look at of the four players you gave up for three others. That's not the one I'm like, oh, you're hurting now. (laughs) Like, it's not then. It's not. He was he was a riding your bench, essentially. I I probably would have played him this week, and and I think he is going to have a good matchup this week. So I uh, that I think that we might see a bit of a turn of the tide. We saw it with Drake London last week, so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw it this week with with Kyle Pitts. Um, uh, he's a sit for me this week, folks. Sit yeah, Kyle Mike Pitts. Mike has a hate on for for Kyle Pitts. No, but... I just think. He hasn't done it. He hasn't done anything. Like I just, I you know, he hasn't done anything. It, it's yeah. not as big. My biggest, my biggest hate is for Dak Prescott because he continues to prove that he's not a great quarterback. He's like a good quarterback, but not an elite quarterback, not a great quarterback. But everyone puts him on a pedestal because the team is so good around him. But he's, you know, he continuously does not look great on a consistent basis. Um, so, he, he, you know. 
no one's going to be uh, higher on the list than him. But Kyle Pitts just hasn't done anything. I think he's just been, he's such a risk because that quarterback, it's just not part of their game. And I think the Drake London thing, I don't know, that's a one-off. You're, I don't think you're going to see Drake London do that from week to week to week. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what Arthur Smith decides to do with the offense. Because um, <laughs> yeah, we'll if you're playing from behind, you can only run for so long. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you, you, eventually you have to start passing because you just don't have the time. Uh, yeah, but you have to have a capable quarterback to do it. This is part of the issue. Well, yeah. But, um, well, we've danced around a lot of the news, so why don't we just dive into that? <laughs> might as well now go in and yeah. actually give all the news because we've talked yeah, a little well. bit about most of it. Yeah. Yeah, so Cam Akers, uh, as of a few minutes before we hit the record button, uh, is being traded to the Minnesota Vikings in exchange for a swap of 2026 draft picks. Uh, Nick Chubb will be out for the season with a knee injury that's requiring potentially multiple surgeries. Um, Austin Eckler currently has no timeline for return from his ankle injury and is still not practicing. Mm. That's that's right. a pretty big blow for people who would have drafted him quite high. Like that's now going to be at least a second week without him. Yep, and potentially more. Um, Saquon Barkley is expected to miss three weeks with an ankle injury. So a mm. lot of a lot of top round running backs are dropping. Uh, we already had J.K. Dobbins earlier in the year. Uh, Chase Edmonds has a grade two MCL sprain that will sideline him for four to six weeks. Probably not really much of an impact for your fantasy lineup. Uh, Lions running back David Montgomery has a quad injury that will take a couple of weeks to heal. Both uh, Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson and Broncos tight end Greg Dulcich have been placed on the injured reserve for hamstring injuries. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. has a minor ankle injury. Jalen Waddell is in the concussion protocol. And Joe Burrow's status is up in the air for week three after aggravating his calf injury against the Ravens. How does that make you feel as a chase manager? Well, I'm I'm not feeling great about it because I think, I think Burrow already had a bit of a slow start to begin with. He didn't have much of a training camp because he was hurt as well. So that really makes me nervous. Now... Part of me also feels like, okay, I'm nervous about it. But another part of me is like, let's get another quarterback in there anyway, because maybe Burrow has been playing quite hurt this whole time. Like Burrow not being at 100% could explain a lot. What worries me is if Burrow can't get things going, then Chase, to me, is going to just fall off completely as, as well as the rest of that offense. So, yeah, I'm, I am concerned about it. Uh, this is two weeks in a row that Chase did absolutely nothing like just nothing and it does concern me right now because especially for my other (laughs) receiver options i'm like i i don't you know i i'm not as confident when i don't have at least jamar chase to kind of count on i'd have a pretty stacked receiving core if he's there and the other people i'm choosing between you know i feel better as them being the number three but yeah i'm i am worried about jamar chase I'm worried about what's going to happen to Joe Burrow. Hopefully he's just, he's still young. He's healthy to enough to kind of get back soon, but maybe a new quarterback could change it. Maybe a healthy quarterback could get some rhythm going and we could see the offense, you know, finally spark. Like that's what I'm hoping will happen. But after this week, if it's three weeks in a row of chase doing nothing 
and Burrow's hurt and he's hurt for a bit, that's going to spell way more trouble. So you and I had been kind of talking about uh, chase and trade value and, you know, where, what you would want in return for him. If, if it keeps, like, if it doesn't get any better, what's your expectations going to be for like his value moving forward? It has to drop. I mean, it just has to because I think at the end of the day, he, if Burrow is hurt, that says one thing. Because then I, I want to see how whoever the backup quarterback is, does. Like, I'd like to see how how they fare before I, I like, make my decision on that. But yes, I would say... I would say that I'm I'm more willing to listen to lesser offers on him if this continues. But if the quarterback comes in, the backup, and does okay, and it's then I would look at it saying, okay, Cincinnati's offense problem was their quarterback wasn't healthy. And now we have a healthy quarterback in there, even a lesser healthy quarterback, and Chase is finally starting to get going. So that my value for him would stay if the backup's okay and things get moving. But if he has a third week, with a different quarterback in there that's really bad and he gets four, five, six points, then yes, I would say that that's the point where I would admit that his value can drop a bit. Fair enough. Uh, running back Kareem Hunt signed with the Browns on a one-year deal, but Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski advised that Jerome Ford will continue to be the starting running back. Uh, so you and I kind of had a chat about that earlier mm-hmm. because yeah. where you you picked up Kareem Hunt uh, I did. in anticipation of this news. Now, do you still feel the same about that after what the head coach has announced? Do you feel better, worse? What are your, where are you at there? I think the one thing we've learned about the running back position um, this year is no matter what the head coach says, um, it's up in the air. So for me, you know, you picked up Kareem Hunt earlier. Uh, you let him go. I picked him up now. I think yes, even like Jerome Ford's going to start there. That was a good waiver pickup for for people this week to to grab him. I think Kareem Hunt could come in and take some some red zone reps and some reps away. And if Ford struggles, Hunt already knows this offense. Yes, they wanted to move on for him before, but he's comfortable in there. He knows this team. He knows this offense. I really think that's why it made sense for them to pick him up. So I'm not feeling too bad about it right now. To me, Hunt's just a wait and see. I felt I had the extra space in my roster. I could add Hunt and let him sit for a week or two because he could be a sleeper steal. Because if if Ford struggles, they're going to throw him in there. And Kareem Hunt might come in as third down back, might come in as a a back you see in the red zone anyway. So I'm going to wait and see on him. So right now I'm not overly concerned yet. But again, if, if after two or three weeks, like with Tank Bigsby, where I look at it and go, hey, he's not doing anything, then then I'll get rid of him. But I, f- I felt like I had the roster spot, so I could do that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Patrick Mahomes restructured his contract to be paid $216 million between 2023 and 2026. And Bears defensive coordinator Alan, Alan Williams has resigned. Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday evening, and as of right now, the reason for his departure is not clear at this time. Seeing a lot of crazy stuff out there on uh, online, but nothing official. So just going to wait and see. 
see what that yeah. means for the Bears and uh, their absolutely terrible start to the season. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not a great situation to the, for the Bears. They have a really dismal start. I think they were expecting to be in a lot better shape uh, by now. But uh, yeah, not a great start for them. Hopefully that kind of turns around. But yeah, I think that they're they're a bit of a mess. Yeah, just Justin Fields has been a very big disappointment so far. And like, I don't know if you have you watched any of their games? Yeah, I mean, I watched parts of of their games. Like, I've definitely watched parts of both of their games. Um, I was really interested to see what happened with uh, uh, Claypool <laughs> this week oh, with all like, yeah. the criticism. Like, that's why I, I wanted to. I think I watched like two quarters of that game, and he scored a touchdown when I was watching. Like, oh, I guess he's fine. Um, but yes, I, I've watched a bit of their games. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of clips circulating of like him just absolutely missing wide open receivers, like not like missing them with the ball, like just missing the fact that they're wide open, like immediately. So I, I wonder how much something, something's got to give either. He's got to start making better plays or better reads or something, or Chicago's going to have to change something because they brought in DJ Moore to spark this offense and he's getting wide open and not being thrown the ball. So he multiple times I've seen yeah, him oh, multiple open, times. Yeah. And he's not getting the ball thrown to him. Now fields, you know, I think fields is at his best scrambling. Um, so I don't know if there's an issue of like, he's getting, he's, he's getting into time and space and he doesn't see him or what have you, but like yeah, if I if I was part of that offense, I'd be like, we got to get this guy the ball more. Like this is what he's here to do. Like more is supposed to be that that spark to that passing game. Um, yeah, they haven't looked good. Like they just haven't looked good. Like the Bears have have looked more of a disaster than I thought they'd be. Like I didn't think they'd look this bad. Like them being zero and two is one thing, but they're zero and two in a really bad zero and two. Like they mm-hmm. just don't look good. No, no, they don't. No, it's it's been very very bad like like the patriots are 0 2 they've looked good in both those games they've been two competitive games the vikings same thing very competitive in both their games the bears it's it's just been a train wreck watching yeah and like even from if you watch from a fan like you can watch from a football standpoint or a fantasy standpoint the patriots and the vikings have had several players on their team that have still been worth having like jefferson Kirk Cousins, they're they're doing great for fantasy for being 0-2. Like they're scoring points, they're in those games. Like those are like a good like not it's bad being 0-2, but like a better 0-2 than what the Bears are. <laughs> Which is just a disaster. I mean, honestly, even the Bengals have looked really bad through through it through their start. So yeah, I think I think the Bears, they're in tough, and I don't know. I I'd be I'd be selling fast on those Bears players. I don't know if they can turn it around. But again, it's only two weeks. They go on a bit of a stretch here. Suddenly, it could change it. But Justin Fields' owners must be a little concerned at this point. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be at the point where I'd be selling them right away, but one hundred percent concerned. Absolutely. Coming from the guy who just sold one of them, but well, I like I said, fire sale to replace Nick Chubb. Every mm-hmm. everyone, <laughs> there was an offer to be made for almost everyone on my roster. Really? Oh, that's not true. I, I think Tyreek Hill would be probably the only one that I would have to retain. Everyone short of that was up for grabs. <laughs> you, so, uh, you're not convinced Daniel Jones can repeat how he did against Arizona? <laughs> uh, no. no. Um, 
Well, no, okay, sir. No, I think he certainly can have those weeks. Um, but just when those weeks are going to happen, I have no clue. I don't think Same. they deserve to win that game personally, but well, no, probably not. But it was exciting to watch. Oh, absolutely! The second half, at least. The second half. Yeah, that second half was amazing. It's just, yeah, they did not. They didn't look good. Yeah, and, and with the Barkley injury, I don't know what that's going to do for Jones because that's going to put a lot more mm-hmm. weight on his shoulders, and I don't yes. see that going well. Um, is Darren and- Waller going to wake up? He is the tight end five right now. You have a hate on for him. He's I, number I, five I, overall. He should, he should he should on that team and what he was supposed to do. He should be number one. Number okay, one, but number two, number three. He should be let, let's like, let's just answer. take what happened with the Cowboys out because okay, nothing was going to happen there, right? I mean, yes, yeah, I guess that's fair. They're the best defense in the league right now. They're absolutely crushing. Yeah. Plus, when you're down forty, the other team knows you're passing. They don't have to do anything, but guard your receivers right so <laughs> i just yeah i guess i guess it's all about expectations like i i thought this combo we'd be talking about it's kelsey one andrews two waller three and there you go there's your top three so that was just my expectation of him like he'd be like absolutely destroying it um and i just think that that entire team hasn't exactly gone through but yeah like last definitely in that comeback he was obviously a part of that but I just, that's what I'm saying. Do you, is that the norm? Like, is that second half against the Cardinals? Is that the real Giants? Or is that desperation of, like, we can't lose to this team? We can't lose yeah. to Dobbs and this team. I, I I can't say for sure that that's the real team. Like, like that's the real Giants. But they came out at halftime and immediately walked out, like, stormed down the field and scored. Like... You, you can't just do that just out of desperation, right? Like, you can do that at the end of the game because you're just doing whatever you can to get down the field, but they methodically marched down the field the entire second half back to back to back to back and scored. It was a Disney movie. That second half was a Disney movie. <laughs> a little right, bit. Behind, yeah. the, there's a movie called The Little Giants. There is, about yeah. a, a team, that, and they're just getting crushed, and they come back in the second half. And that they look like the Little Giants. Like, it's like the, the, the popular good player came back like you know he's gone for whatever reason and then he comes back he surprises them in the locker room and then you get a good player for the second half and they storm back like that's what that game was like so i just don't know if that's them or not like if that's just desperation of we cannot lose to the cardinals so yeah i don't know and i don't think we're gonna get an answer this week with them playing the 49ers i think no they're gonna get crushed they're gonna get destroyed We'll probably have to wait until like week happened, four, but... week five. Yeah, by the time yeah. you're listening to this, like maybe they didn't. Maybe they crushed the 49ers and we don't my know anything. Who knows? Yeah, my prediction <laughs> for that game is the 49ers defense completely stops them. They can score some points, but like I feel like this will be this could be one of those typical low scoring Thursday night games, but if there are points to be had, it's coming from the 49ers. Like I think yeah. that defense is gonna absolutely crush, especially without Barkley. They're they're I think they're absolutely gonna crush the Giants. Yeah, no, I'm on the same page with you, absolutely. All right, real quick, before we get into Conquerors and Bus for week two, I just want to remind everyone, if you have any fan questions for us, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, X, or on threads. You can go to ConquerDraft.com. We have a podcast page there. We have a form you can fill out. Or you can become a member of our Patreon, become a Conqueror today. You can... Uh, Get there through our website on our Patreon page, or you can go to Patreon 
patreon.com slash conquer your draft get involved in our uh, discord community get additional start sits get priority for having any start sit questions that you want to ask us and get some waiver wire and trade target advice now let's dive into our conquerors and busts. We'll start with quarterbacks. So for conquerors, we had Kirk Cousins with 36 and a half points. Wow. Daniel Jones in his comeback with 34.7. Russell Wilson, thanks <laughs> largely in part to an 80 yard Hail Mary. Yeah, like, game. hold on. Put a little asterisk on that one. There's the definitely an asterisk. Hail Mary here. touchdown yeah. helps a lot with Russell Wilson. Yeah, the, yeah. 31.9 points. Josh Allen, 29.6, and Jared Goff with 28.9. Yeah, good week for Goff, and Allen had a bounce-back week. Like, the Bills really needed that that big win. Um, Cousins was the the shock of the week one for me. Oh, yeah. Cousins, week two. Um, Oh, week two, sorry. Yeah, we're not not going back to week one. Uh, Cousins is, yeah, he he had, like, that was a fantastic uh, game to begin with, but the offense was clicking. Like they, those offenses were just going shot for shot, and Cousins. I mean, Cousins. <laughs> that was the first primetime game I think he's ever played where he actually played relatively well. Certainly, fans. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I uh, I was quite surprised. A little concerned if I I would be a little concerned. Sorry, if I was the Eagles defense owner. Um, their secondary is a little bit banged up, and that's two weeks in a row that they've been thrown all over. So I would be a little concerned, but. If you have an Eagles offensive weapon, pretty good, pretty good place to be still. Some quarterback busts. We have Derek Carr with six point seven points. Your boy Trevor Lawrence with nine point two. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Trevor Lawrence. Let's move on. <laughs> Jimmy awful. G, Jimmy Garoppolo with nine point five, Zach Wilson ten point four, and Kenny Pickett with twelve point two eight. Can we just quickly talk about Zach Wilson? I mean, what are they going to do here? I have the, no idea. The Jets have to be thinking we've got to trade for a quarterback. Like we have to find one. Now I don't. I know. don't even know if they can afford one, though. But yeah, I don't know if they can afford one. I don't know who's willing to trade them one. But like Zach Wilson's not not the guy for them. I'm sorry, it's just not going to work. No, and and well, they knew that they brought in Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that mm. plan went up uh, in smoke thanks to a torn Achilles, unfortunately. So, just those are. Those are the breaks of football, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, running backs, conquerors. We have Brian Robinson Jr. sitting on my bench for 27.9 points. DeAndre Swift, 25.6 points. Raheem Mostert with 25.2. Kyron Williams with 25. And Saquon Barkley at 24.2 uh, before exiting with an, his ankle injury. Um, and we're going to talk about a couple more Jets in the bus because we had Dalvin Cook with negative 0.3 points. Uh, so you te- <laughs> technically would have been better off just starting no one. Nobody. Um, <laughs> Brees Hall was 0.9. Alexander oh, Madison with 3.4. Josh Kelly with 3.9. Zach Charbonnet with 4. And Damian Pierce with 4.5. Um, so, yeah, the, the Jets as a whole took a step back this week mm-hmm. uh, now they were against the cowboys so yeah tough defense tough matchup so tough defense very quickly on joshua kelly here is he the number one guy now with um with Eckler that's out? what it's expected to be yep mm. 
I just don't um, know how but, much they're going to use him personally. Well, no. that's that's the problem. Is I think they'll use him probably not as much, but still a regularly often amount. But the yeah. problem is he's not Austin Eckler. He can't do the no. things that Austin Eckler can do. No. Like he is a a good running back, um, and he will get a lot of touches just because of the way that the offenses run and their schemes that they use. But we did see a lot of passes in towards the red zone this week, mm-hmm. whereas normally we would see some Austin Eckler runs or even Austin Eckler targets. Yes. Uh, we're not seeing that with him because they're not the same player. They don't have the same thing. So will he fill in if like you have Austin Eckler on your team and you need someone to take a spot? Yeah, might as well. Yeah, uh, but, but you're not going to get risk. the Austin Eckler quality. No, no. And I just don't. Yeah, I just I don't know how much, especially like now that they're they're um, 0 and 2, I think, as well. Um, I think or maybe are they 1 and 1 or 0 and 2? I, I, I know they lost um, in recently, but I don't know what the charge record is. But I think they're going to they're a pass first offense regardless. Like Herbert's a pass first quarterback with Allen, with Williams, like they've got a lot of weapons. I just don't know how much. And again, because it's not Austin Eckler, they're not, I, they might not use him as much in, in the passing game, which you have with Eckler. So I just don't know if Kelly, I'm, yeah, I agree with you. Like, sure, pick him up, have him on your team, but I just don't know if you want to be relying on him. No, no, I, I certainly wouldn't be relying on him. I, I picked him up. I had him on my bench, uh, but he was more of a, you know, break in case of emergency. <laughs> running back (laughs) yeah um but yeah it it seems like he's going to be the guy until whatever's going on with austin eckler's injury gets sorted out um wide receiver conquerors keenan allen 27.1 mike evans 26.1 t higgins 24.9 nico collins 24.1 and puka nakua with 22.6 yeah the Rams' offense has been surprisingly great. Way better than I thought they would be. I really thought that Stafford wasn't going to be quite himself coming back from an injury um, and being a bit older. I thought he was going to take a step back. So, yeah, that offense has been really doing well, especially like without Cooper Cup there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you've seen a lot of players get a lot of good opportunities because not even not even Nakua like Atwell even has been playing better and and they're they're running I mean they just traded Cam Akers so they got a new running back like they've got three three young players that are that are doing well in fantasy like they're getting surprising numbers for you so yeah that offense is really working yeah this look I was a lot more bullish on Matthew Stafford than you were this is what I expected their offense to look like with Cooper Cup on the field and they're doing it without him. So yeah. I have no idea what this is going to be like once he comes back. Um, yes, I was pretty down on Stafford this year. I did not think that we were going to see this at all. Yeah. No, you you, yeah, you definitely thought he was kind of over the hill. But uh, I, I was willing to hold out hope with the connection between him and Cup. And then when Cup, it, when it came out that he'd re-hurt himself, okay, Stafford's probably not going to do that great. And he just replaced Cup with Nakua. And... I don't know where we go from here now. So, yeah, very. I'm very interested to watch uh, where this goes. 
Uh, some busts at wide receiver. We had Rashad Bateman with 3.3 points, Jerry Judy with four, Romeo Dobbs with four, Kelvin Ridley with 4.2, and AJ Brown with 4.9. Thanks I to am Rashad surprised. Penny. Yeah. <laughs> yes, because that would if, if it wasn't for Rashad Penny, I think yeah. AJ Brown would be in a better situation. But like for Brown and Ridley, I I did expect a drop out of Ridley, I will admit that, but I just thought they would both be like not even bust or conquer is just fine. Like I thought they were weeks would be fine. Cause I think Ridley and Brown, there's still a lot there with the two of them. Like looking at the rest of this list, like Judy and Dobbs, like Jerry Judy and Dobbs, like I don't really know where they're going to be this year, but Ridley and Brown, I'm still expecting a little bit more than this. And AJ Brown, like again, a little asterisk, like he would have had more points was if it wasn't for, for Rashad Penny. So yeah. Thanks for Shad Penny. I mean, yeah, that was, it's, it's, Part of the game, and it's unfortunate, but like at the end of the day, yeah, four point nine points is just not enough for what you want AJ Brown to be. But again, I for Brown and Ridley, I'm not panicking, or I wouldn't be panicking as much as I would be with some of the others. No, definitely not. Um, and Calvin Ridley, I I don't know. Part of me wonders: is it him? Is it Lawrence? Something's going on there with Jaguars. Well, like, yeah, it's just Lawrence not clicking, right? Um, you know. We'll, yeah. we'll see if they bounce back. But yeah, it was just a bad week for them. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely not something to, to bail out on, but something to just keep your eye on. Um, AJ Brown, I, I wouldn't be worried about him, though, because he would have had a touchdown if it weren't for Rashad yes. Penny, and then his week yes. would have been fine, and he would have had 12-something yes. points. You wouldn't be worried about him. No, and um, I, think, I think the Eagles' offense has been a little subdued through two games, but they're going to get going, and they're going to get going big. So I'm I would not be concerned for AJ Brown owners right now. Like it's I don't think it's a huge concern. Yeah, def- definitely not. Uh, tight ends, conquerors, TJ Hawkinson with twenty two point one points, Hunter Henry with fourteen point two, Mark Andrews with thirteen, Travis Kelsey with ten point six, and Darren Waller with ten point six. See, he's decent... performing at Travis Kelsey's level. Well, yeah, I mean. Or maybe Kelsey's point, performing at his level. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Kelsey would be performing at Waller's level, I think. It's like like Kelsey and Mark Andrews, they were injured in week one, so it's like fine bounce back weeps run into week two. But I would be expecting out of Kelsey and Andrews that the 14.2 that Hunter Henry got is like that's your that's your base. And anything above that is what we expect of the two of them. And I just thought Waller would be more in that category. And it makes a difference. 10.6 and 14.2 can make a big difference. Like that makes yeah. a big difference in a lot of games for your fantasy. So I just, my it's just all about expectation. I mean, I don't think you expect TJ Hawkinson to be a 22.1 in a week. Like that's massive. Well, no, I, I do expect that. But now there might be four or five more games where there's below five points or below six points. Um, yeah, what's, their, that was, what's that, their matchup this week? I don't have it in front of me. I know we're going to talk about it, but I just uh, the Chargers. It. Yeah, so that that could that could be a a big offensive game though. Like that could be could another be. back and forth. It really could yeah. Be. Yep, it could be. Uh, let's finish off with our tight end bus. Pat Fryermuth with point seven points. Donald Parham Jr. with one point two. Irv Smith Jr. with two. Juwan Johnson with two point three. And no longer my boy, Kyle Pitts, 2.5. There you go. No more Kyle Pitts for you. No more, no more Kyle Pitts for me. I hopped off the, the roller coaster of emotions there because of, well, because I had to. 
Um, had to make some moves to try to salvage my team. Let's dive into our starts and sits for week three at quarterback. I'll uh, get us fired up with Matthew Stafford. So, like we said earlier, like beyond expectations for what their offense has been able to do so far without Cooper Cup. And even though Matthew Stafford himself is just doing okay fantasy numbers, he's been consistent enough. Like, he's not really going to kill your team. Um, you're not going right. to win the week, but he won't lose the week. You know, we kind of talked about that before before the draft season. Uh, this week, they're going up against a Bengals defense that has not been scary so far. And no. we don't Big know. Yeah, and we don't know what we're getting coming back at the Rams because we don't even know if Joe Burrow is going to be playing or not. So I think he has a chance to have a very big game. Um, apparently, I picked Trevor Lawrence uh, for my start. I think that's wishful thinking for me. I think I'm I'm hoping <laughs> and wishing that that these guys have a better week this week. Now, okay, one thing I will say about my reasoning um, behind this pick is that I think I think for Trevor Lawrence a bounce back week is going to be kind of due Houston. You know, they got a young defense, decent defense, but I think, I think the Jags are looking at this game being like, okay, this is a game where we got to play a tight game. We got to beat them. This is a team we should beat. I'm hoping he's closer to what he was in Indianapolis. Yeah. The game might be close, but he'll get back to that 20 point kind of thing where he's scoring two touchdowns. Maybe doesn't get throw that interception, um, you know, or loses a fumble and all those things. Like, I think this is a game where, in order to get 20 plus points, let's say for Lawrence at the quarterback position and why you should start him 250 yards passing two touchdowns. That's not out of the realm of possibility in a game against Houston. I know their defense has been okay, but I, I still think they're relatively middle of the ground when it comes to this matchup. Houston's offense is starting to move a little bit. So I think Lawrence will get into that passing game because I do think, that Houston can keep the game close. And that's what happened in the Indianapolis game. Because it was closer, Trevor Lawrence started to get those passing rhythms going, pass a little bit more, as we know happens late in games when you're close. And that's where it kind of won the week for Lawrence in week one. So I'm hoping, because I have him, that he gets back to that. But I'm still recommending it. If you've got him as a quarterback and you're considering with someone else, I think it's safe to start him this week. Yeah, I'm just I'm just worried that it's going to go on the ground for the Jaguars and ETN might have a big week and not not Lawrence because that is where the Texans defense is weak. But uh, certainly possible. Yeah, they could try to get him out of whatever was going on last week and back on a roll. Yeah, and I think I think like Houston's offense is good enough to be dangerous. So, oh, yeah, CJ Stroud is doing well. He is, and Nico Collins is having like a good start to his young season, and Dell, the other receiver, like they're they're working well together. Like they're kind of that threesome could become something in the future. I think for Houston, so you know, if, if they get into a scenario where Houston's scoring some touchdowns on them, and and they're either behind or in a close game, I, I think you'll see them go to the air. And I think players like Calvin Ridley will have a bit of a bounce back week. Um, and again, I'm, I get, I'm hoping <laughs> that Lawrence does this, but I do think it makes sense. I think that they could get into a good scenario against Houston here, um, and it, uh, it should be a good game. All right, who you got for a quarterback sit? So for me, the sit is Russell Wilson. Um, I know he had a great week this past week, but again, you know, <laughs> that 80-yard 80, 80 pass touchdown at the end, like that's that's random that happened. Um, I, I don't like the matchup this week for the Broncos to begin with. I think the Broncos are one of those teams that 
will every once in a while surprise you and it does happen where they have like an okay game or where they're in a position where they score a bunch of points randomly um but i i think this is not a good week to trust him if you were surprised last week or you had him on your bench and you're thinking oh i gotta throw russell wilson in there i really do not think that he's going to be able to repeat what he did and i don't think the broncos are are that good um they're facing a, a miami team that is tough to throw the ball against um are they the best in the league no but they are they are hard they've got those young corners they got a couple veterans in there that they added like i think the dolphins are going to be a difficult team to throw the ball against consistently and the way their offenses yeah i think the broncos may play you know, play from behind a lot, but I still do not think that's enough to throw Russell Wilson in there because I just think Miami is too good. All right. And I have Ryan Tannehill because, uh, well, the Titans passing game has been pretty terrible and the Browns defense has been pretty good. So those two things are clashing together this weekend. I fully expect uh, it to be a low scoring game especially now with um, <clears throat> with Nick Chubb gone. I think the Cleveland Browns offense takes a step back. Uh, the Titans offense just hasn't been very good. So, And they both, both teams have pretty good defenses. So I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair, and Tannehill should be on your bench. Yeah, I think that's extremely, extremely fair. He's really not done much. Like no, He hasn't been no. able to really do anything with, with that team. So, yeah, it's not good. No, not good. Not good if you're a Hopkins owner either. He is like the main guy, but, you know, the main guy on a sinking ship. Not the best. No. Uh, For running backs, my start of the week, Kyron Williams. So unless something drastically changes, Williams probably going to be a locked-in starter for the rest of the season based on what we've seen after two weeks. Four touchdowns, Mm -hmm. two weeks. Uh, Cam Akers now being traded. He has no competition anymore. Like that is a locked in role. And if he can replicate what he's been doing so far for the entire season, then he could be a league winner. So fire him up. Honestly, probably from this point forward, just always have him in your lineup. I would be, unless you have like two or three other amazing options as well, which is possible because you'd probably got, you got Kyron off of the waiver wire. Um, and then at that point, just go off your matchups. But I'm saying absolutely start him up this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm i always hesitant with these young running backs to come out of nowhere that they're going to come down to earth at some point in time. But considering the trade they just made, um, he's obviously their starter, and they obviously like him. <laughs> so what are you going to do? You might as, well, might as well play him until yep. uh, until it, until it uh, cools off. Um, I'm going with Brian Robinson. Uh, for my start this week. I mean, obviously you mentioned that he was on your bench last week for a really good week. Um, yeah. The, the Bills cannot stop the run. <laughs> they just can't. Like this is a team that for whatever reason, their run defense can can be just atrocious. I think we didn't, you know, they're a much superior team to the Raiders, but we saw the Jets run all over the Bills. So I think Brian Robinson has got the skill to do what Brees Hall did. Um, and even, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's not, you know, almost 30 fantasy points, but I do think you can get a big 20 plus game out of him because he will be their go-to in the red zone. He can get a couple big breaks. The bills have had issues in the past and this year stopping that running game. So I think it's safe, uh, to start Robinson this week. 
Yeah, I've been kind of surprised at how susceptible they have been to the run. Um, they don't care they're... about the run on offense or defense. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> they, still, they just don't care on offense or defense about running the football. <laughs> yeah, just take the running back off the field, throw another receiver out there. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, running back sits. I have James Connor for this week. Uh, Connor has performed pretty well for fantasy throughout the two weeks. Uh, I think the Cardinals have done better than people have expected to over the past two weeks in terms of how many points they've scored. Uh, but now they're going up against the Cowboys defense, who like this is this is going to be a low-scoring game for the Cardinals. They're going to need to focus on the passing game. They're going to be playing from behind. Uh, we just saw G- uh, Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall barely get any touches and next to no yardage against these guys. Mm. It's, yeah, just... It was. It's always a question mark if you're going to be starting someone on Arizona. Anyways, you definitely don't want to start someone going up against the Cowboys D. I I really doubt they're going to be able to repeat Arizona their success that we've seen it all from them against a team like Dallas. No, like I just yeah. that defense is just it's just too good. Yeah, exactly. They just don't have the chance. No, not at all. Um, okay, so my sit this week is uh, Rashad White. Um, I know he also is someone who, who's had a couple couple good weeks this this uh, this year. Um, listen, Philadelphia. Um, I think that you know they they're a team that can really be be hard to play against. Their their defense is still pretty good. I think that that you know Tampa is going to be in a situation where they'll throw a lot against Philadelphia, but I don't think you're going to see a lot of white uh, in this game. I think Philadelphia will be able to shut him down and that's kind of where some of their focus will be um it's gonna that's an interesting monday night game like i think more interesting than i thought it was going to be because tampa is playing better than i really expected them but a lot of that's coming from baker mayfield and i think his connections especially with mike evans is going to continue so i don't think you're going to see much about out of rashad white this week i don't expect a big game against the well, I'll segue that into my wide receiver start of the week with Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean that's like that's a I think that's a pretty smart pick just because one of that matchup, but also there's clearly good chemistry between those two. Yeah, they have been lights out down the field, which which I talked about earlier. Um, why I liked Mike Evans is because that's kind of the one thing that Baker Mayfield's good at, and now we we are seeing it come to fruition with Mike Evans. Um, and like I spoke about earlier, uh, earlier in this recording, the Philly defense is kind of banged up. Their secondary has been thrown on a lot. Like even Mac Jones put up a solid week against them. So definitely potential there for the, for the uh, Buccaneers to put some points up. And I think Mike Evans is a pretty good shot to be involved in it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, I think at the end of the day, if, you know, if they're going to compete, the, in in games like the Bucks, they're going to have to do it through the air. And Mayfield's clearly got a good connection with Mike Evans, and that's worked out way better so than they thought it would. So there you go. And who's your start, Mike? Uh, my start is Nico Collins. Um, I think you know he he's had a really good week last week. I think he had a pretty decent week one too, like at least an okay week um, there. Um, I think Houston. They're an offense that that can can compete 
uh, with Jacksonville. I think this is going to be, a, again, a, one of those like really surprising good games. Um, I think Nico Collins and Tank Dell are having um, a relatively decent start to their season. They've got some chemistry going with CJ Stroud, who's really working. I think a young quarterback like Stroud's going to want to have a good game against another young quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. So I'm going with a little bit of the eye test here as opposed to statistics. But Nico Collins, I think he's good for a good week. And I think Jacksonville, their defense is not as strong as they wanted it to be. Um, so this is going to be very interesting to see um, uh, you know, them go against them. The, you know, Houston go against a middle ground defense, see how that game goes. But I'm, I'm anticipating a high scoring affair here. All right. And wide receiver sit. Who do you got, Mike? Well, my wide receiver sit is Gabe Davis. Uh, he had a very good week for Buffalo um, this past week. I think, it, you know, if Buffalo is going to be successful, they're a team that needs to figure out someone other than Stefan Diggs throw the ball to, but I don't think Stefan Diggs is going to stand for it. Um, I think Washington can have, can be one of those surprising good defenses. And I think they're, you know, because Gabe Davis had such a big week, I can't, can't have any evidence to support the fact that he'll do it again. So I think Gabe Davis, put him back on your bench. If you played him last week, great. Otherwise you missed your chance. I just don't see him coming in and having a big game against the commanders. I think Stefan Diggs will be the go-to target to even him out because he's a personality that needs to get the ball thrown his way. So Gabe Davis, sit. Yep, that, that's certainly fair. Uh, my sit wide receiver is Garrett Wilson. Uh, we saw last week he only really needs one play to have a great week, but there's no guarantee that one play is happening. No, and, and that's a tough matchup again. Yeah, they're going up against the the Patriots defense, and I think the Patriots know Wilson is their best receiving option, and Bill Belichick is going to just say, okay, you're not throwing it to Garrett Wilson. You can throw it short, or you can run on us and beat us that way, but we're shutting down Garrett Wilson. It's kind of what they did with uh, Tyree Kill and the Dolphins. Yeah, Uh, Tyree Kill had an okay game. I think he had 12 points. Um, But Tyree Kill is also superhuman in terms of speed, so... Garrett Wilson's a little bit easier to cover than Tyreek Hill in open space. I think that this is not the best matchup, especially with Zach Wilson being the one throwing the ball. No, definitely. Uh, My tight end start of the week, once again, is Sam Laporta for the Detroit Lions. Um, He's been a very regular part of their passing game, and honestly... With how the tight end landscape is kind of shaping out to be, I'll just take the consistency at this point. Uh, especially with Amon Ross St. Brown dealing with a turf toe injury, that's probably going to hinder him from... It might not keep him off the field, but it's definitely going to have an impact on his explosiveness and his ability to be involved in the passing game. So I think Laporta is going to, if, if, if not get a boost in targets this week, he's certainly going to maintain that floor that he's established. And at this point, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, my start... Uh, Gerald Everett, um, I know he hasn't had a great start to the season. I really think that this is going to be an offensive explosion game for the Chargers versus Minnesota. I know that Minnesota hasn't given up a lot to tight ends, but it's only been a couple of weeks. So I'm not too concerned about those ranks right now. Um, I'm more looking at, okay, what do we what do we have in this game? And it, I think it's going to be an offensive explosion. Hey, he didn't catch a touchdown. He did have 47 yards receiving 
last week. Like he was being targeted. They were trying to maneuver him and use him. I think that in a game against Minnesota where um, the Vikings are going to come at you hard on offense, I think you have to fire on all cylinders. And this is going to be like a, you know, 38-35 kind of game. So I I think this is the, the week to start tight ends. Tight ends are tough. I think there's slim pickings for starts um, on a week-to-week basis. So if you have Everett and you're in a position where you're comparing him to someone else of the similar level, I think this is the time to throw Everett in because it's going to be a big offensive game this week. All right. And who do you got for a tight end sit? Kyle Pitts. Uh, Kyle Pitts is not a good tight end. Um, he, he's an incredible athlete who should be doing better. He has a bad quarterback. I'm sure some of that is, is kind of the fault for it. Um, I know you talked about the matchup looks good for him this week. I think that's absolutely foolish. Um, he has done nothing. This passing offense is not good or consistent. I think that to be successful, the, um, Falcons are going to keep running on the ground, do stuff with Algier, do stuff with, um, uh, with Bijan, but I, I think Kyle Pitts for me is still a sit until he proves otherwise. He's my sit every week until he proves himself. All right. Yeah. I, I'm going to be interested to see how that game goes. Cause I do think he, I think he has a very good chance of doing it this week. If, if he doesn't do it this week, then I don't know when he'll do it, but uh, I am very interested to see how that goes. Um, my tight end sit of the week is Luke Musgrave from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, so he's been pretty regularly involved in the Packers offense. Not not quite to the same level as Sam Laporta, um, but still a consistent target option for Jordan Love. Um, but the problem is, you know, you've got Jalen Reed, you got Romeo Dobbs. Potentially you have Christian Watson coming back this week. And this Saints defense is tough. This is going to be a big test for Jordan Love. And I think it's going to have a a pretty big impact on just the receiving options in general for the Packers. So I would say to leave Luke Musgrave on your bench, save him up for better weeks in the future. Never even heard of him. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, Never he's heard of uh, him well, he, he's like a top twenty tight end right now, I think. But <laughs> it's um, early. But, it's, early. Know, it's early. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, he's, uh, he's he's kind of involved like Sam Laporta is, but Sam Laporta is just more more consistently involved than him, I guess. Yeah, I mean Sam Laporta is kind of all over the place with with the Lions. Like he's getting he's getting opportunities. He's involved in it. Um, you know, the Lions are they're a polarizing team, but yeah, no, I've never never heard of never heard of Muskrat. So, all right, well now you have keep keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes on him. See how he does. Uh, Just not this week. Maybe look next week. All right. Well, that is it for us this week. Uh, Just once again, if you want additional start sits, if you want Thursday night starts and sits, join our Patreon. Get access to our Discord community. We'll have all that posted in in there for you. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe.